listen, I don't know if you guys are like letting those words kind of resonate in your heart, but I can't help but think of scripture just all over the place talking about what we're singing, talking about how he's king and how he's strong or how with everything we're going to give him glory and with everything we're going to give him praise. And it kind of makes you think, honestly, kind of gets you a, a little gut check like, okay, do, do we give him praise with everything? Do we give him glory with everything? And uh, listen, man, I don't, I don't know where you've been this last semester since August started and school got, I mean, it feels like we just got home from beach camp and here we are. It's a couple days away from Christmas and we're already talking about beach camp next year, but um, sometimes a semester can just go by quick. And what I want to just share with you guys tonight is that it's real easy to not be purposeful about what we're doing and, and who we're living for and who we should be praising and who we should be honoring and I'm just reading and I, I can't get away from Isaiah 53 and as we're singing I'm, I'm reading and just kind of in the back with my highlighter because I'm a nerd I keep a highlighter on me but it says for he grew up before him like a young plant this is him he's talking about this Jesus who's not going to exist for, for, for a long while and he's talking about him in, in future tense he doesn't know God has given him a vision, but he hasn't seen him in person yet. He hasn't come yet. He hasn't been born yet. Christmas hasn't happened yet. For he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form. He had no majesty that we should look at him. He had no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces was despised and we esteemed him not surely he has borne our griefs and has carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his stripes were healed it goes on he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that's led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. And he has put him to grief. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. What that means is, is that many, what he did like a sheep to the slaughter, what he did, he, he gave you that. He offered it. It's like he went to your bank and deposited a million dollars in your account times a million. I, just an amount of money that we couldn't even, he deposited it in your account. He did it for you. He shall bear our iniquities because he poured out his soul to death and he was numbered with the transgressors yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercessions for the transgressors i'm reading that doesn't that just kind of break your heart for a minute because you kind of think about what your life has been all about the last couple weeks last couple months last couple days last couple hours wherever you've been wherever you whatever you've been doing this this passage was not written to us today so that we'd 
we'd feel guilt, okay? And then there's guilt that happens, right? You start thinking, oh man, I've been wasting my life. Oh man, I'm singing this song with everything, but I don't mean it. It's just just kind of a cool song. It's the loud music. It's the moment. It's, I just got out of school. I'm kind of enjoying my time. And, but with everything, we'll give the one who made us all to be accounted righteous, those who would call on him. And uh, that's, that's the Old Testament. And then you look in the, in the New Testament, Romans 12. I, he asks us to do the exact same thing. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't do what this world does. Don't take what this world offers. Don't talk the way they talk. Don't act the way they act. Don't watch what they watch. It's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be different. I'm not saying you have to be a nerd. I'm not saying you have to be, you know, a hermit. What I am saying is that you are not of the world. If you're a Christian, you are not of the world. And we shouldn't desire to act like that. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will. And then there's this verse in James that just, I, I don't want you to just to leave, just to be like, oh man, there's just some cool verses because, because hard times are gonna come. For some of us, hard times gonna come this Christmas break. Because how many of you are like looking forward to Christmas break? Like sleep, eat, presents, like that's it, right? Like video games, late night, hangouts with friends, going to visit some relatives, whether you like that or not, who knows? Um, it, might, it might get real awful for you real quick. I don't want this to just be a moment of inspiration to, to, to give you false hope because in James it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various trials, various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Here's what I think, guys. I think that sometimes we're a group of people that loves the high moment, like the mountaintop experience. We love to be at beach camp. We love to be in services like this, right? Because you, you kind of leave with some clarity right? You ever had a moment like this where, where like you're worshiping and you're, you're looking at the words and you're, you're like wrestling with them in your spirit and you leave and you're like, man, that's all I need to do is just focus on him. And then, and then you go to bed and you wake up the next day and it all kind of just goes back to the default. It happens. And sometimes bad stuff happens. And listen, some of, some of you, you're not going to go back to a, you know, peaceful relationships with your parents. And some of you have uh, relationships with your friends that are just busted up right now. Some of you, maybe you just experienced a breakup. Maybe, maybe you're in a fight. I don't know where you are, but, but the truth is, guys, what I want to tell you, what I always want to tell you, if I had one more shot, if this was my last time to share the gospel with you, here's what I want you to know is that it's not just going to be easy the rest of your life. But the reason it's not going to be easy is because God wants you to grow through that. Because if getting saved, if being a Christian, if going to church was all about going to heaven, we should be in heaven right now. But the thing is, is that he's reconciling all of us to him through this salvation thing, through this sanctification thing. We're being made right. We're, all of us, we're being made more like Christ every day, or, you know, hopefully we're pursuing that, and, and he wants that for us. But these trials, that's what that's for. It's not just, it's not just to give you a hard time. It's not just to make your life miserable. Because see, all of you, like, there's going to be a day where you grow up to be something and do something and to have an impact on this world. And I really, really honestly pray that most of you, you make a giant impact on this world. I, I, I pray that there's people in this room that could eventually be leading students 
like these guys and worship like 10, 20 years down the road, five years down the road, I don't know. I believe there's people in here that, that could make just a huge dent in the universe. But I don't want you to think that if the bad times come, that that, that means that it's over. It actually means that you're in the process. It means that you're getting there. So don't let that stuff take you off your focus of Jesus. Don't let your problems with your parents, with your friends, with school, with sports, with just life in general, with addictions, whatever it is, don't let that take your focus off of Jesus. Because I can guarantee you, whatever it is in your life that you're going through, Jesus has got to be your number one. And he's the one who can promise you the life that you could never give yourself. He's the only one. If we're singing any other name than Jesus with our life, okay, when we leave this room, we wake up the next morning, if we're not singing the name of Jesus, then, then we are singing the name of someone or something that, that can't give us the life that, that we need. It can't give us the blessings that we need. Nothing. No one. No one can give you what Jesus can give you. And he doesn't promise it's going to be easy, guys. He never did. And Moses, when he was, uh, he was given like his vision for what his life was all going to be about, there were several times where he would say, I mean, he was talking with God right there, and God was just, you're going to go, and you're going to bring the people out of slavery. Bless you, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit. There was times where he was just like, you're, God, you know, is just talking to Moses. You're going you're gonna to bring him out, and you're going to be the leader, and you're going to be the guy, and I'm going to use you. And you don't have the power, but I'm going to give you the power. You don't have the words, but I'm going to give you the words. And Moses was just say, listen, just whatever we do, as long as you're going, I'm going. Because if you're not going, I'm not going. If your presence isn't going, then I'm staying. And if your presence isn't staying, then I'm going. Whatever it is, I'm, I'm staying wherever your presence is. And that's the, that's the best thing that we could invite you guys into tonight. So, um. So here, here's the deal. All of us, all of us are singing the name of something or, or someone tonight. Some of you are so caught up in a relationship, you can't see Jesus. Some of you are so caught up with your life and what you want for Christmas even that you can't see Jesus in all of it. But the truth is that we celebrate Christmas because, not just because he was born, but because he would come to die and to rise again to reconcile all of us. That passage in Isaiah 53 is all about Christmas. It sounds bloody and ugly, but it's all about Christmas. And uh, as far as our student ministry goes, um, there, there's times where I want to call us all back to, to kind of try to focus on this because I'm not going to see you guys for a little bit, right? Like, we're going to do Christmas break, and, and Sunday is Christmas Sunday. I'm not actually going to be here. I'm going to be visiting some family in Indiana. We're not doing cell groups for a couple weeks and stuff like that. And then, and then we're not actually doing Sunday school on New Year's, Eve, New Year's Sunday either. Okay, so we're not going to see each other for a little while. So what I'm, what I'm asking you to do is just to commit to make your Christmas break purposeful as far as reading scripture and stuff like that. But when we come back, let me just tell you something. This is something none of you probably know, um, but I just want to let you in on something because I'm going to, my heart is kind of burdened for our student ministry. And so, so um, this is brand new. We're not just going to jump back into cell groups when we start next semester. Okay? Because I don't think, I don't think that, that where we are as a student ministry, as a group of people, as a, as a community, I don't think necessarily we're focused on Jesus right now. And so uh, that's, that's leaders, that's students, that's whoever. Me sometimes. And so what we're going to do is we're going to 
to, um, just because the Spirit of the Lord has asked us to gather for the month of January, maybe the first week of February, we'll, we'll kind of figure it out. But for the first, when we come back from school, okay, there's, there's January 11th, we're going to come in here and you'll get some mail and you'll get the text and the Twitters and the Facebook and stuff about it. But we're going to come in here and we're, we're going to gather and we're going to worship some more. And we're going to study the word and we're going to submit to what God wants for our lives. Because sometimes we get off track, don't we? And leaders, I think sometimes, if you're a cell group leader in here, or if you've ever even thought about that, I think some of us, we've just been, you get bogged down with leadership, don't you? It's kind of hard to be a, a spiritual leader. And so we want to give you a break. We want to give uh, the other students a chance to gather together. I don't want our student ministry to just keep doing what we're doing without any purpose at all. We're not going to do that. We're going to be about what God wants for us. So we're going to gather for the month of January to consecrate the year, to make it holy for him. And then we'll start. We're not just going to start because we think it's fun to do cell groups. We're not going to start because we like to do them and it's fun and stuff like that, even though it is fun. And it is fun to gather like this. But, but what we're going to do in this room for the month of January is we're going to get ready for the year. We're, gonna, we're, we're not just going to do church because it's fun or popular. And we're not going to fake it and we're not going to keep, you know, living a, a fake life. We're not going don't, to, I don't know. I don't know where you're at today. But, but come expecting to completely, 100% holy, give it up for God. Okay, that's what we're going to do. So I wanted to let you know about that. But as we, as we finish up, as we wrap up, we're going to just sing a couple more songs. As we wrap up, make sure, make sure that what you're doing is focusing on the Lord. Focus on what he's done for you. Think about those scriptures that he's brought to mind over the years. Think about, think about the times he's rescued you. Think about how he, he died on a cross to save you, to rescue you. Think about how he was God, it says in Philippians, and he didn't think that equality with God was a thing to be grasped. So he came down here and lived as a man. Um, in Hebrews, it talks about how he experienced everything we experienced just because he needed to be, uh, he needed to experience what we experienced so that he could die the perfect sacrificial death for us. I mean, he did that for us, everything for us. He gave up everything for us. And sometimes it's hard for us to give up everything for him, but Focus on what he's doing. So as we continue in worship, just, just be focusing on the Lord. Don't be focusing on your neighbor. Don't be focusing on what you got to do tonight or what your plans are this weekend. I, just let this be a time where we focus on what God has for us and what he's done for us, what he has for our community, what he has for our church, what he has for your family. Like he makes some promises to you. Think about those. Think about those. So whatever it is, whatever he's doing in your life, let's take some time to focus on him as we continue in worship.